On the edge of real and cyberspace, there's one place you can go, and you've found it. Welcome to Nightwise.com, the one and only podcast with hacks, tips, and tweaks for cross-platform geeks. Producer Keith Murray in the hot seat again this week, bringing you Season 13, Episode 5, Nightwise takes us on a sound-seeing tour of Brussels. It's been a while since we've done one of these sound-seeing tours. We used to do them back in the uh, the old days of the archives. But once again this week, Nightwise has hopped on his little folding bike and taken us on a tour of the heart of Brussels. We've got a whole bunch of links to things Nightwise is going to mention in the episode today, and you can find those over on the website, nightwise.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-W-I-S-E.com. And you'll find there all the links to things Nightwise is going to talk about today, as well as the nightwise.com media feed. It's been a couple of episodes since we've mentioned this, but of course, if you do want to get a hold of the media feed and get all of the episodes of the nightwise.com podcast delivered directly to your podcatching device of choice, that is the place to go. Now, without any further ado, I am going to turn things over to Nightwise, getting off the train in the center of Brussels. Hello, everyone. There. Phone away. So, put my phone away in my bag. Gotta be a little careful here. Make sure that I don't lose my gear. Oh, come on. Yeah, that has to be good enough. And um, fold my little bike here. Because um, I'm in the center of Brussels at the North Station, and I'm actually uh, going to go all the way to the other side of the city because I have to go to the Apple Store because I need to uh, take back my Mac to the store have the keyboard replaced with one of these um, butterfly keyboards which is all nice and dandy until they don't work so um, this is actually on the other side of town of town of the city of Brussels and um, well it's quite a walk I have to be there in about 30 minutes so I could do it on foot. I think it's about five kilometers, uh, probably a little less. And um, I decided, you know what, I'll just take my little folding bike on the train and do the track, uh, do the route using my little bike. And it's gonna be quite a steep climb because um, from where I am, La Gare du Nord, uh, to where I need to go, which is, uh, here come the beautiful Belgian names, the Gulden Vlieslam, or in French, Le Rue de, Trois, le, le, le Rue de Toisson d'Or, the, um, the Street of the Golden Vale, that's, that's it. Um, so I need to get there, and it's the other side of town, it's pretty, it's pretty steep climb though, 
So I'm gonna do it by bike. So um, I'll take you guys along, uh, cycling through the pedestrian area area of the uh, Neustraat here, and it's quite busy. Everybody's on foot. It's really busy, and I'm here on my little bike, pardon, pedaling around, <laughs> cycling through here, which, which I'm not sure if if I'm even allowed to do that. So. If I run into a cop, he'll probably tell me, either orally or with a fine. Let's hope, let's hope we don't do this. Uh, this is actually quite a safe area to bike, because there are no cars. And, uh, well, the street's bustling. The Neustraat is um, one of the uh, major shopping streets in Brussels, and around this time of the day, it's really busy. And I've got this little uh, foldable bike. Uh, that I that I bought when we bought our car and uh, it navigates through this area very well passing the church in the middle of the new strat and the sounds you hear is uh, the sounds of bells and uh, they are actually played by uh, a Bayardir. This is the uh, person who plays the bell organ, actually, which is called uh, a Bayard, and it's a very typical sound. And they play entire melodies on this thing, and sometimes it sounds great, and sometimes it doesn't, because, you know, the bells have a lot of reverb, and if you want to play a piece on there that has uh, a lot of short notes, well, it doesn't always sound that great. I'm really weaving through the crowd here, taking short feisty turns, pumping on the brakes, ringing my little bell. Where's my little bell here? Oh, my little bell doesn't work anymore. Oh, my little bell doesn't work anymore. Damn, I need a new bell. And uh, I'm coming up on uh, the big square at the end of the new Straat, which is uh, Muntplein or the, uh, well, coin square FF2. Uh, translate it literally. Quickly gonna get off my bike, because uh, the police is here. Of course they are at Primark. Um, police car parked in front of the major clothes store, the Primark, which is one of these terrible low-budget clothing stores, and they always have shoplifters. Uh, and then the police has to drive up through the pedestrians and uh, and walk uh, and go pick the guys up. It's always they're always here, so I just decided to walk a little bit, so not to entice my fellow policemen, well, fellow my fellow citizens who are policemen to give me a fine. Man, it's really busy here. I am I'm gonna get in. I'm not gonna make it if I if I have to walk or drive behind these. These people waddling around. Jesus, lady, move. Well, if Jabba the Hutt ever had a sister, I think I just saw her. All right, major crossing the road here. Gonna have to, have to wait till I can cross. And uh, this is not 
This is not an area of the town where you jaywalk. Because then you end up on the hood of a car or a bus or worse. And cycling in Brussels is uh, an adventure. It's, it's not like cycling in New York, but you got to be careful. And what I'm doing right now is the safest way, at least for me, to get through town. And that's by cycling through the pedestrian area and basically breaking the law. But hey, who cares? Uh, you see Muntplein on the right, big shops. On the on the left, we have the uh, the theater. A street musician playing some cool tunes there. And uh, I'm about to head through the next section, which connects Central Station with uh, with the main square in Brussels. So in Brussels we have the Grote Markt, La Grande Place, uh, which is uh, the main the main square in Brussels. It's very well known. It's very beautiful, and there is one road that leads. There's one street that leads from the central station to this square, and uh, this is this place is always packed with tourists. Uh, this is the most dangerous place in Brussels to walk because it's uh, all tourists all the time who are completely lost and amazed by Europe and they get uh, shoplifted and pickpocketed all the time. This is, uh, I'm always very carefully around when I'm on foot. Um, but it's cute. Uh, there's some great things to see here. I mean, the, the, the square is fantastic. Um, and we also have our little statue our national, yeah, go figure it out, our national mascot, which is a, a wee boy standing naked on the corner of a street peeing. Yeah, I never knew why we did that. It was called Monica Peace. And Monica Peace pees and all the tourists go and see him. Kind of a overrated tourist trap here. Gotta watch out. Horse and carriage with some tourists coming down the street. There we go. And I'm, uh, passing a second tourist trap which is a wee alley filled with restaurants and uh, restaurants on the right restaurants on the left and they all exhibit their foods outside and it's it's quite a sight it's it's magnificent to see uh, if you walk through they're all restaurants and they all have their these lobsters and these plates and everything packed up against the wall of the restaurant, in front of the restaurant, to impress the tourists to come and eat. And this, this street is called the Rue de Boucher, or the Butcher Street. And it's funny, <laughs> every street in Brussels has two names, French one and a, a Flemish one. Uh, but Le Rue de Boucher, nobody says the Slagerstraat because it's so known by its French name, because all of the other uh, streets, you know, like, for example, Le Toisson d'Or, or uh, the, uh, uh, le, le, de, de, de Hulden Vriesland, everything has both French, is known by its French and its Flemish title, except for Le Rue de Boucher. Now, if you ever visit Belgium, and you ever visit Le Rue de Boucher, don't. It's a tourist trap. Food's bad. Prices are enormously overrated. 
and it looks extremely cheap and it is well the food is extremely cheap you can get mussels for like 15 euros which is cheap when you're not at the coast but um, once you sit down you're screwed they let you wait for an hour so you have a beer and another one and the beer is extremely expensive so that's where they get you so they upsell you all the way little vibration in my in my voice here because I'm uh, hello because I'm pounding on cobblestones Brussels is a beautiful city lots of beautiful people to look at just saw one all right almost got run over by Mr. Cabby there you gotta really be careful here and uh, this is um, actually my maiden voyage through Brussels <laughs> um, I've never cycled here before walked a lot drove a lot never cycled okay you can hear me panning because I'm heading up the hill this is a very well-known hill there's also a place where a lot of tourists come to take wonderful pictures of the city I take my bike up some stairs here so I'm gonna take it easy because otherwise this is gonna be sounding like an R-rated podcast okay um, coming about coming on to one of the major roads intersecting the city the Wetstraat the uh, Rue du Bois which um, actually connects the top of the city uh, with the middle of the city so all the traffic goes from left to right right through the um, the government district where all of the parliaments and stuff are so uh, I'm here at the square near the Jewish Museum right in front of me as I'm passing the road also this is a road you do not jaywalk they just run you over is uh, the big statue of Albert the first one of our kings he kind of died when he went mountain climbing and in Belgium because he was a loyal tourist and uh, he had an unexpected run-in with gravity and everywhere you look you have tourists and you can recognize the tourists because they eat waffles and there are two two kinds of waffles in Belgium and it's a very funny story you have waffles or as we call them waffles or better still in French les gaufres les gaufres légeoises et les gaufres bruxelloises so two kinds of waffles sell them here all over the place les gaufres bruxelloises the Brussels waffles are quite light and crunchy and they serve them with fresh fruit or whipped cream or, or chocolate which I think personally should be outlawed and they're a light snack and then you have les gaufres légeoises which are a little bit more doughy they kind of taste like I don't know a not quite ready muffin a little rare muffin with a very cinnamony taste 
and a little bit of elastic properties. Now it sounds disgusting, but it's actually amazingly good. And uh, the Gaufre Lejoins are uh, a lot more hefty than the Gaufre, Gaufre Bruxelloise. So if you need a snack to bind you over, it's kind of like a sugar and dough uh, bomb. Those are always good to try. All right, mounting the stairs in the Jewish Museum. So here you can have a wonderful overview of the city as I'm going up, surrounded by lots of people. Students sitting here, tourists taking pictures. Uh, it's really busy in Brussels today. A lot of people traveling, carrying their bags around. Amazing, amazed at the views. You know, for us Belgians, we, we kind of come here quite a, quite a few times, but it's always cute to see. So, um, walking by the Jewish Museum, which is also very good. Holy crap, that lady almost had a run-in with gravity. Ça va, madame? Ça y est, oui, oui, oui. je me suis rattrapée. Je vous ai fait peur. Oui, 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 j'avais eu peur. Non, j'ai dû glisser sur la marche. Oh, ce n'était pas le carton, non? Ça va, vous n'avez pas de mal? Non. Ok. Right. This is good. These are tourists. And uh, the, the lady almost fell down the stairs, which, which could have been a nasty fall. So, um, Jewish Museum to my left. It's a very nice phrase against the wall there. He who saves one saves the world. And it's from the Talmud. And I've always found that a very, very inspiring quote. So every time I visit Brussels, I kind of try to uh, pass that sign and remind myself that no matter how little it is you do, if you save one, if you do one good deed, it's, it's, kind of, it's like saving the world. I, I really love that sentiment. All right, further up the hill on foot because it's just too steep and it's bloody 32 degrees outside. Why did I bring this bike? Um, we have one of the most beautiful buildings in Belgium, designed by Horta which is one of our well-known architects who made some amazing things, is the Music Museum, Les Musées des Instruments de Musique. Fantastic building. It's a museum for music and musical instruments. And on the other side, because, you know, I've come to the Koningsplein, uh, which is a little square halfway up the hill. <laughs> Can you hear me panting? Uh, I've walked, I've come up to a, a little little van here uh, that sells des gaufres légeoises. And some of the listeners of the podcast who visited Brussels, especially um, some of the Nisilla Castaways, will remember this fondly because when we took a tour in Brussels, this is where we had les gaufres. It's bloody freezing that day. Hot now. So I'm on the Koningsplein, also surrounded by some famous museums. One of them is, of course, Le, the Museum of René Marguerite. And Marguerite was a painter, Belgian surrealistic painter, very well known for his painting of a pipe that says, this is not a pipe. Well, I don't get it, but hey. And uh, he's, he, he paints very surreal paintings. And the best way to um, give you, well, before you Google it, an impression of uh, René Marguerite is uh, to think back to Monty Python sketches. 
and not the sketches themselves, but you know the little animations in between, of kind of like you know the boot, you know the, the foot coming from the sky and squashing guy, and you know these really strange, surreal things. That's the style of uh, René Marguerite, and uh, Monty Python got the got their inspiration there. Okay, crossing the street, a lot of people, a lot of people here. Jeez. It's really too hot to cycle, especially I still have a nippy climb to do. But it's what, like 5.15? Yeah, I'm going to make it, so it's okay. Got to be there at 5.30. Um, uh, this is the palace to my right where King Albert was born. The one from the statue, which is now the uh, uh, art version of the IRS. Their offices are there. It's a beautiful square. There's also the, um, well, the Brussels tourist office here, which is a massive building. I had to work there a while for a project. And all through the city, you see people walking, tourists, people who work here, locals, expats, a lot of people uh, who are, are foreign but work in Brussels. That's because we have the European Parliament here, of course, walking around taking in the sights, getting thirsty like I am. Oh man, <laughs> a lot of cute people too. A lot of Japanese people, hello Japanese people. How are you? You can recognize them. Their faces are owed with awe and they usually have a guy with an umbrella walking ahead of them, which is their tour guide. So, yeah. All right, so heading up, final stretch of uh, the Koningsplein right up to Poisson uh, d'Or, which is the big roads that circumvents the city. There are several, so you have the causeway, the freeway that goes around, that's uh, what we call the Grotering, and then you have the road I'm heading on right now, which kind of goes through the center of Brussels, around the center of Brussels, which is called the uh, Brusselse Kleine Ring. Uh, always an adventure to drive there. Got to be very assertive. So um, I'm walking, ba walking past a, a coffee bar I want to tell you about. I am uh, on the, uh, if you want to Google it, the Naamse Straat, La Rue Namur, passing the um, offices of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I know this because uh, with my company we work there. Hello, ladies. And uh, uh, here there is a, a coffee place called Tichi. It's just kind of a hipster coffee place. And uh, they make their coffee with almond milk. So we decided to try that uh, a while ago. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> it tasted like, I don't know, sour sand, I don't know, or ground up jackal testicles. Not that I've tasted those, but I assume they taste along those lines. It's really, it's, it's so you had your coffee and your drink and it would be fine and then it would be this, well, this ground almond sand taste. It's disgusting. Tichi Namsestraat. Never ever go there or go there and, you know, have a story to tell. Ha! Huh. All right. Top of Namsestraat. Let you listen to the sounds a little bit because I've been yapping. Of course, it's not so busy here. people walking around and at the um, <clears throat> at the top of the street 
you have uh, the old buildings of the, uh, I think it's the BBL Bank, or the KBC, the old, the old buildings of the, uh, one of our major banks in the country. And on the other side, you have a very nice, well, <laughs> if there's Chinatown, well, it's, that's Congo Town. If there's something like Chinatown, that part of the city is Congo Town because it's called the Matongi district and um, there are a lot of black people over there, uh, almost exclusively. And it's fantastic. It's like you cross the street and it's like you're in another continent. That's because, of course, Belgium had a colony and we did unspeakable things to that colony. We, this is fact. You know, if we take a look at Hitler and what he did, we went like, ooh, that's terrible, but please don't ever Google what the Belgians did in the Congo, because that makes, and I shit you not, Hitler looked like an amateur. It was done by our first king, who kind of got that, he had that part of, uh, of Africa, which was a big, big country compared to Belgium, Congo. Um, it was then called the Congo. Um, <laughs> and he had that, that like his personal colony. And he became elected our first king, I don't know why. And he said like, okay, Belgium, I've got this little country that I've, I don't know, kind of personally acquired. It's about, I don't know, 30 times the size of your country. And it's absolutely loaded with, um, with gold and diamonds and, and, and ingros. So let's, you know, let's milk them dry. And that's what they did. Massive, massive homicides there, genocides there, pumping the country empty of all its gold and, and diamonds. Terrible things we did. Yeah, yeah, poor little Belgium. Yeah, sure. Uh, you don't want to... Yeah, I suggest you Google it. And um, uh, one of the... Um, listeners of the show that we did a tour around Brussels with had a very great name for this guy, Leopold I. He called him our villain king, which is true. Um, but because we have this colony, we of course have a lot of um, expats from, from Zaire, people who moved from there to here, and they're all concentrated a little bit in Matonge. It's just a, it's, it has a fantastic ambience. Um, people from Africa and Zaire, Congo, kind of split up into Zaire and, and Congo. Um, they have this fantastic French accent, which I'll try to, to, to if, if I pass somebody, I'll try to speak to them. Hello. Because um, it's really funny. It's beautiful. All right, top of the uh, road here, heading on to Toisson d'Or. And I jump on my bike again. Sure, I'll just drive along the... Uh, I'll just drive along the sidewalk here. Never heard anyone. Did it? Did it? No, it didn't. <laughs> and the Apple Store is just a little bit further around. Um, reason I have to be there is because my keyboard's broken. I have one of these butterfly keyboards that when they even sense the word dust, they kind of freeze up and the minute travel that you have on your keyboard suddenly becomes non-existent. Um, this is a great day to cycle around Brussels. It's a little hot, but wow. You know, people are out. Brussels is filled with interesting, beautiful, kind, uh, jovial people. Some not balls, of course, but it's a very, it's, 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 well, it's, you know, it's the center of Europe. What do you want? All right. So, Apple Store, there's only one. 
there's only one official Apple store in the entire country. And I'm pretty lucky that for the assignment I'm working on as a freelancer, at the moment I'm, I'm working in, in the heart of Brussels, in, in the Brussels center. So uh, I could say, you know, I'll just bring it into the main store because there are plenty of resellers, but they take about 10 days to fix it. So let's see how long these guys take to fix it. And I'm gonna do the whole Apple spiel, you know, can we have an appointment? And then I have to walk into the store and find the guy with the iPad and say that I'm here for an appointment. Like, hey, I feel like going to the freaking gynecologist, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, gotta park my bike here somewhere so they don't steal it. This is gonna be tricky. I have this cute mini bike and they love to steal cute mini bikes. So I kind of have to be careful here. So I'm gonna wrap it around this light pole and then we'll go inside. Right, I've got a big lock. Goes through my bike, around the pole. There we go, it's locked, not going anywhere. So okay, heading into the store. Hope you like this little sound scene tour and uh, we'll be back. Oh, hello, Apple Store Brussels. And that's all the time we have this week on the Nightwise.com podcast. Season 13, episode 5, Nightwise takes us on a sound-seeing tour of Brussels. We had the privilege today of experiencing the city through the ears and eyes of someone who travels in it regularly and can describe to us what we're seeing and what we're hearing. But that doesn't mean that you can't take that opportunity every day when you're in the heart of a city, in the heart of a country, on your regular commute or traveling to somewhere brand new, taking a few minutes to observe and listen and hear and smell the places around you gives you an extra level of depth and an extra level of exposure to the city or the place that you're in. It's a little philosophical for me maybe, but that's, uh, that's what this episode stirred up for me. We do have a ton of links in the show notes today for things that Nightwise mentioned, whether that's people you might want to research, places you may want to visit, or one of the two kinds of Belgian waffles you may want to taste. And you can find those over on the website at nightwise.com. Just look for Season 13, Episode 5. If you've got any feedback for us this week, we would love to hear from you. We would also love to know what you think of the sound-seeing episodes and if you'd like to hear more of those. You can leave us an email over at feedback at nightwise.com. You can hit us up on the Facebook group at nightwise.com forward slash Facebook. And there's, as always, the super secret Telegram channel. Until next time, this is Keith Murray signing off for the nightwise.com podcast saying, take a moment, experience the world, and stop and smell the roses while you're letting the technology work for you instead of the other way around. <laughs>